us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. called New Perspectives. Um, after a three-week adventure traveling Thailand, professional visual artist Heather Koshis shares some anecdotes on a heart-opening experience. Um, Heather Koshis is a Canadian-based artist specializing in one-of-a-kind architectural constructions in wood. After earning a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Honours from Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, with a specialization in printmaking, uh, how, uh, Heather developed her current process of art making, perfecting her technique since 1999. She calls the pieces wood assemblages. Um, Heather exhibits throughout Canada and the United States as a professional self-employed artist. She considers herself a student of life, as the experiences in your life help you evolve as an individual and consequently manifest through your work and social life. Welcome, Heather. Thank you, Lynn. My regular listeners know that because a long weekend is coming up, um, I will be headed off with my horse, Arrow, um, in my in my uh, truck and uh, horse trailer um, to ride the trails in the Ganaraska Forest this weekend. Do you have any plans for the upcoming weekend? Well, um, besides maybe working a little bit, um, <laughs> when you're a self-employee, I think you work almost every weekend. Um, but I uh, I started uh, to learn how to play tennis, so I think I'll be playing some tennis over the weekend. So hopefully it's good weather. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, maybe not quite as hot as what we have had, which I'm sure is uh, good for tennis, too. <laughs> I'm yeah, looking forward exactly. to you know, just the temperature going down just a little bit, but we cannot complain about heat when uh, when we've had the winters we've had in Ontario as well. So yes. it's all good. So a little further introduction um, to Heather. Um, I first met Heather when her mom, Helen Koshis, um, suggested that I would enjoy seeing Heather's studio. Um, and so in my... Um, untrained way. I'm going to um, explain a little bit about your work and certainly uh, I'll give you opportunity to <laughs> to correct anything that uh, that I might say that's, that's not, um, uh, that you would like said in a different way. But um, Heather's work can hang on the wall like a painting. It can sit on a table, um, these different works. It's three-dimensional. Um, it's buildings, and she makes a lot of use of different textures in in wood too. Um, and I I don't think there's anyone else who does what you do, is there, Heather? Well, I hear that often. Um, I don't, you know, it, it's a big world out there. So, um, but as they far never. as I know, I I don't think so because I. 
this I, this was an idea that I came up myself. I didn't see someone else's work and get inspired by to do it. So this actually came from my own idea of being inspired by by texture and and working with my hands and layering from my printmaking experience and so i i think this is this is just something i came up with myself so um i hear that sometimes maybe there are people out there other artists who do something similar people always say i've seen something similar but not quite like it so um because they would maybe use clay or paper but i primarily uh, my main um use is wood uh using uh, plywood in particular so i can rip it apart and use the different layers of texture so it's primarily wood and um i don't think anyone else has done it because i do show I do show in New York, and uh, when people see, like, New York is quite um, eclectic and, sure, you know, people from all over the world, you know, or, from, or different walks of life are in New York, and when they see your work and they say, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, so it's kind of a good good feeling. <laughs> so <laughs> For sure. And so when I left um, your studio... Um, that day, and um, Heather's in the city of Cambridge, and my office is in the village of St. George, so I was traveling out of Cambridge, um, you know, looking at the countryside, you know, I would see, you know, textures on a fence, and looking at a barn, and, and I'm seeing shadows and shading and textures, and it's looking different to me, I'm seeing things in a different way than I did before I went to your studio. I mentioned that to um, a friend of mine, Bill Swartz, uh, who's also an artist in Cambridge, um, and he said, well, of course, that's what art's supposed to do for you. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of things that art does for you, but this new perspectives, um, you know that's the title of our show and and I think that your your work gave me a new perspective so um Thank when you. I saw some of the pictures from your traveling online and you mentioned something about it giving you a new perspective that's what uh interested me and got us here to the point where where we are today so um well thank you for inviting me to talk about yes, it yes um <laughs> It's always fun to, to, to talk about, uh, you know, things that are of most interest to people because we all get excited about what we're most interested in and, and we uh, share that excitement with others and it's wonderful. So, Heather, what led you to Thailand? Well, since I, I am self-employed and uh, often when you're self-employed you tend to work a lot and uh, because you're your own boss and sometimes when you work a lot you don't take time for the other parts of your life and that would mean travel or having fun or, or playing and that sort of thing and i thought that it was about time that um i that i that i had a really unique and wonderful experience um 
I had not traveled for a while, and I really honestly wanted to see something that was bigger than myself. Um, that I needed to get out of the so-called rat race of, of working and and being concerned about where you are in life and paying your bills and what you should be doing and I just needed a bit of a break. I absolutely love what I do and I work very hard at doing it and but sometimes I get a little bit overworked and I need to take a rest and what led me to Thailand was I have a friend, a very dear friend, who's also my meditation teacher, and he's been my friend for about two years or so, and his name's Ray, and he started going to Thailand in 2003, and when he started um, being interested in meditation, he went with a group of university students and uh that was a very wonderful experience for him, and he kept on going back to Thailand and delving into the meditation aspect. And so I knew that he kept on returning to Thailand. He's been going there for about six six or seven times he's been, and I've only known Ray for about two years, um, but since I had known him, you know, he was telling me that he would return to Thailand and he would a group of people would would go with him like for like friends and um they would have their own experience and but they would go with Ray and and at this time of my life um because I actually just turned I turned 40 in last December so I'm in my 40th year and I just wanted to like I said just have a really wonderful experience and Thailand is exotic and it's different and it's new and it's not um you know like going to a beach where you see you know where you go to the Caribbean and you have a wonderful relaxing vacation I wanted something bigger I wanted to have a bigger sort of experience and my friend Ray is also involved with projects where he raises funds for schools in in Thailand. Um, he will go to certain schools and a group of uh, business people here in Cambridge, um, they look at certain projects and they privately fundraise and, and raise a certain amount of money and um, then they go over to Thailand and they have connections there where they visit the schools and they they investigate and make discerning decisions about what projects they're going to fund and so I knew that I was going to have that experience as well because Ray needed to go see some schools and do some research and talk to the students and um, it was just going to be me and Ray and uh, you know mm -hmm. we also have a, a wonderful friend in um, in Dundas, who's from Bangkok originally, and his name's Neil, and he has this fantastic Thai restaurant. If if uh, you're ever in Dundas, you have to go to the Bangkok Spoon. But um, he's um, so I met Neil through Ray, and Neil was 
a godsend because he helped us plan our itinerary. Uh, we went for three weeks, and you know, Neil asked us, "Well, what do you want to see? What do you want to do?" And all of Ray's previous experiences, or, or most of his experiences, he stayed primarily in Bangkok and maybe went to Chiang Mai and a few other places. But I wanted to do a little bit more traveling, and um, so Ray was completely on board, and Neil was helping us with our uh, with our itinerary. So it was just an incredibly wonderful gift to have both of these people to to edify the experience for me and I just knew that it was just going to be different so Mm -hmm. that's what led me so far well that's wonderful so I mean there's there's a number of messages there already um you know you're you're self-employed your work is very consuming I'm sure when you're working on a project it is I usually focus at one one piece at a time. My, you know, I sell work, the work that I've already made, but also I get commission work. So those are specific jobs and orders that I have a delivery date on. So I usually, my work takes at least three weeks to do, and that's a small piece. So the bigger pieces take me at least four to six weeks so that's a month or five weeks of working on one piece consistently so and uh, I I really focus on it and even though I know that I always get it done I do tend to be very very focused and right, disciplined right. in the work so um, it takes so a lot this- of you yeah, so you had a curiosity about uh, Ray's experiences in Thailand, and yeah. you were looking for this experience, something that was bigger than yourself. Yes, I needed to just um, just get out of the insular thought process of working every day, and you know. Well, and in, in your in your studio and, too, it's not like there's other people. Like most of us come to work correct. and we're surrounded by, you know, the group of people that we work with, right? Where mm-hmm. your, your work, um, you know, in in your studio, as you focus on, uh, you know, one piece at a time, I'm sure, um, you know, that's that's part of our that's part of your message, I think, is. Uh, um, you know, is to uh, is is to take a break from our from our work, no matter how much we love it. From time True, to time, because I I do believe that that other part, when you do take a break and relax, that's where the ideas come in, and the because when you are relaxed, um, you're more open, and that's when the, those are the most important parts. That because when you're open and you get ideas, then you go back to work and then you're more productive because you're. It's it's a balance and it's it's co-sympatico to create a, a a fulfilling career and a fulfilling life. Yes, and I would think that that is true for every person. And on that thought about how breaks um, can uh, can make us more creative, we're going to take our first break right now, and we're going to hear more about uh, this trip after this break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? 
In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. Today my guest is Helen Heather Kosius. Um, mm -hmm. We're talking about perspectives and um, specifically about a trip which she recently took to Thailand and the new perspectives um, that uh, that has given her. So, Heather, what places did you visit um, and what were your experiences? Um, how was it different than a traditional tour of Thailand? Well, we started uh, going, we started off in Bangkok. We flew to Bangkok, and um, I actually met my cousin Emma there because she's been there for, I think, three years teaching English. So that was a nice little, that was a nice little time with her to see her. Um, so she gave us a little bit of insight into the Bangkok life. And meanwhile, I was still trying to get used to being in Thailand. It was, you know, you're like, you just land and you're getting used to the atmosphere and the lifestyle. And it was extremely hot. <laughs> so uh, we went in May, which we went, we ended up going in a, in a fantastic month because it was still uh, very warm, and it, we hadn't reached the uh, rainy season yet, but it was very, very hot. It was humid and 35 degrees, and so um, it was a it was a bit of a experience just to just to be there for the first few days, and then we flew to the Kalasin province, which is northeast of Thailand, of in Bangkok of of Bangkok, so, um, and that is where the schools were that Ray needed to connect with, and uh, he had been there several times before. It is a rural area. Um, it's similar to, um, like, just a country. It just, it's just like, like they had paved roads, and I'm not sure what your what uh, people's perspective of Thailand is, but, um, you know, they had paved roads and hydro, and, and, you know, it wasn't like, the, it wasn't, it was a developed area. It was just more rural. And um, so we were, we were going to be there for five days, and we were taken care of and picked up by one of the principals of the schools, 
And uh, so he picked us up from the airport and took us to a uh, a hotel. And um, it was a very new, nice hotel. Like it was a small little hotel, but it was new. And I really wasn't sure what to expect, you know, going to these places because I'd never been. And I, you know, I didn't want to do too much research because I really wanted to be open to the experience and I just wanted to not have any preconceptions but i was pleasantly surprised and uh with the with the hotel accommodations because it was new and that's one thing that i needed to get used to about thailand is that how inexpensive some of the things were um the hotel was $20 a night wow <laughs> it was really nice <laughs> and, uh, and um so it was a quiet town and um we we were taken around to the schools, and uh, the first school that we needed to go to was um, uh, was called Kuchinera School, and that's where Ray spoke to about a thousand students, and he wanted to see the school to see what projects needed to be funded per se, and what the what the directors and what the principals. And even what the students, Ray is very concerned about what the students want um, to make sure that, you know, the teachers aren't overriding, you know, what's going on there. So, you know, I was there with Ray. Ray was greeted with open arms and with, you know, a big banner and, you know, so many wonderful things like he told me one year he was greeted at the airport with a big band you know so they really highly respect uh, Ray and and what he's doing and and that sort of thing so it was a really interesting experience for me to see it and obviously I was his traveling companion so I was there and they greeted me the same way but I wanted to be more of a witness per se and just stand back um you know, they asked me if I wanted to speak to the students, and there is a bit of a language barrier because, you know, they understand some English, but um, not a lot. So, you know, we tried to learn some Thai words, and um, but the principal that was taking us around, his English was quite good, so um, that was a little bit easier. But so. We went to this. We went to the one school. This is like the, my fourth day in in Thailand, and uh, saw the school and uh, met the children and 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 then we we went to another place. We went to a. It wasn't a school. It was actually a. It was a community center, and it was for the elderly. You know, older people that were. Um, uh, it wasn't really, I guess, it, I don't know if it was a retirement home because I don't think they lived there, but it was definitely a, reti- a community center for elderly people. And again, they greeted Ray with open arms, with a big banner and with the singing and dancing. And um, so this is what I was learning is that, you know, I don't know, people are were just so gracious and warm and welcoming, and even though that there was a, a language barrier, people were just so nice. And it didn't have to do with the fact that, you know, there was, 
it didn't have to do with the money like you know because what i was what i learned about going to the community center for the elderly people is that even though they knew ray was from canada and he had a reputation for funding projects what they wanted to know they weren't looking for a handout but what they wanted to know was they had these flowers that they were they made they handmade and they would sell at the market and so they were doing this to earn their own money but what they wanted to learn from Ray is whether or not he could bring someone from Canada like another artist to teach them how to make the flowers bigger so that they could make more money <laughs> so i mean it was just i was really it just was very interesting to see that I was really touched to see that these people who were older and and they wanted to learn how to work harder or to to be useful to to make to make, to to earn money rather than asking for a handout and right right so it I sounds was, you like know, because, yeah it I'm, sounds like they're very appreciative of the work that Ray's doing. Oh, absolutely. As well as uh, certainly willing to celebrate him being there. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I just found that they just wanted to learn and have more information so that they could better themselves. And Mm -hmm. I was deeply moved by that because I think sometimes here – where we are in Western society, people look more for handouts than not. Like sometimes, uh, or 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 we don't the easy, easy easier way out, and uh, or or maybe don't um, uh, you know grasp this. Um, you know, I I can make a difference. I can make a change. True. Um, yes. You know, which which I you know, which is a little bit of the sense of what the um, what those people were were doing as well, and um, yes. and I think that we do miss opportunities to celebrate things that we could celebrate too. Yes, yes. Another thing I noticed um, being in the being in the rural area as opposed to being in a touristy area of of Thailand, uh, because we were definitely inserted into the community and we weren't because there were, were there were hardly any caucasian people where we were like we were we stuck out we stuck out like sore thumbs but people <laughs> didn't seem to care like i did not sense that people were looking at us and judging us whatsoever um i find that more people will look at you here and try to know what your story is than when we okay. were in a small little town. And like, what I noticed was that people just work hard. Like, they just go about their own daily business, and um, they're very nice. And but most of the time, we were just ignored like people did not look at us sideways you know when we got up at six in the morning and we went down to the the market to get some food like it just it was very relaxing you know we weren't I didn't feel that we were being judged and we weren't I didn't feel out of place even though we were 
we looked like we were out of place, but it was just very different, very different situation. I found that when we moved or when we traveled to um, a more touristy area, we went to, when we went to Chiang Mai, which was a very popular place for tourists, and a lot there was a lot more foreigners there. Honestly, I found that people were looking at us more there than, and it was the hey. other foreigners that were looking at us. And, like, we tend to really judge. We tend to look at each other and try to figure out each other's stories and hear. And it was just, it was just different. It was just different. Right. So you felt there was more of a just an acceptance of letting people be who they were out in the rural area than there was in, say, the, the touristy areas. Yes. Yes, That's I did, and that made me more comfortable because, yes, I'm in a foreign country, and you're taking in so many different sights and sounds, and you know, don't drink the water, you know, like so many things to try to remember, and people thinking, people telling you, um, well, be careful about the food, you know, and I was honestly thought to myself once I was there, I was thinking to myself, wow, if I listen to what everyone. If I really got attached, <laughs> you might not even worry. have been there. I know exactly. I've never even gone, and so yeah, I yeah. started to let things go and to relax more. And it was wonderful that we went to the Calisian province first, and we had that experience of meeting the students and going to the different schools and just being people and not being tourists. Right um, was uh, was a wonderful experience. Yeah, it sounds like you weren't intimidated at all. Well, I wouldn't say I was. I was no, I wouldn't say I was intimidated. But there was a time when I was thinking to myself, um, because in the beginning of the the trip, when we were at the in Calisine and Ray was visiting the schools and they were welcoming him, and I. I had to ask myself, well, why am I here? Because this is, you know, this is Ray's mission. Like Ray has his own personal mission to, um, to talk to the schools and his own reasons for being here. And I had to ask myself, well, I don't want to piggyback on Ray, Ray's mission. Like, why, why am I here? What do I want to get out of this? And it started to center me in the fact of being more present and being aware of this is my experience too and this is my own personal experience and I need to be aware of it and not just latch on to Ray's experience. So that okay. that helps me. Yeah. That's great. Let's um let's take a break now and when we come back we'll we'll want to know more about the things that um that you learned from the trip. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm.
This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. So welcome back to our show today entitled uh, Perspectives with my guest, Heather Koshis. Um, so Heather, you went, to, you saw this, you landed in the city and then you went to the province. Um, did you go anywhere else after that? Yes. Obviously, we did because that was we were there for three weeks. Um, so Calisine, we were there for five days. Um, however, before we left Calisine, I just wanted to share that we went to go see Ray's. Uh, Ray's also a, a Buddhist monk. He's actually a, a novice Buddhist monk. So he has a, a Buddhist master that he wanted to see. Um, who is very dear to him, and so we managed to visit his master, and it was a very lovely, lovely experience to go to uh, his the temple. We went to a couple temples, um, but this one in particular um, in the village, uh, we heard his master speak to to. A group of people, and I'm not sure if people are aware, but Thailand is, I believe, 85% Buddhist, and I think that that has some relation to the overall feeling of being in Thailand, because when most of the country is has that consciousness, um, I think you can't help but feel it, and that's probably why in the rural area, as opposed to more of the touristy area, we were able to be a little bit more relaxed and and understand this peace that you were feeling. Yes, um, exactly. Actually, came so, from the people. Yes, it did. Yes, and not everyone is a Buddhist uh, there, but I think overall, when the you just have that sense um, because it kind of over, it just extends over the entire. Mm-hmm. But, right. Um, so it was. I, I did just want to share that it was just really lovely to meet uh, Ray's, uh, the, his Buddhist priest, and um, to see the connection between the two of them. Uh, even though there was a language barrier, it was just. Uh, it was just lovely, and to be a guest in his temple, and I have to say that the best food in Thailand was in the rural areas. Uh, we just were taken around by uh, the principal, and he, when he asked us when we were hungry, you know, said, yes, we're hungry, and he would just pull over to the side of the road because there were restaurants along the highway, and you just go in and you just sit down and you order something, and it was just the best food ever. <laughs> so... Um, so anyways, after being in Calisine, uh, we, that's, our work was done per se. And, uh, that's when we started to do the touristy things and we flew to Chiang Mai, which is north, um, of 
is very north of Bangkok. It's at the top part of Thailand. And Chiang Mai is a beautiful, beautiful place um, full of um, different sorts of architecture. It has the nature, like the mountains and the waterfalls. And and it was a little bit more... It was different than Bangkok because Bangkok was very... Um, it was more of a concrete, polished jungle, okay. um, and and I feel that Chiang Mai was a little had a little bit more character, um, just because it had older architecture and it had uh, some very famous temples there that uh, um, was on the top of the mountains, and uh, and so it had a little bit more of an eclectic feel to it, but it was very it was much more touristy, so. Um, it was a bit of a transition to to leave from a rural place to um, to going to a a for a, a touristy place. So um, it took me, I think, about a a day probably to to process and to 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 get more, to get comfortable because we were flying throughout the country. So. You know, we were in Kalasin, and like from Bangkok, we flew to Kalasin, and then from Kalasin, we flew to Chiang Mai. And then after, we were in Chiang Mai for about three days, and we had a wonderful tour guide who was um, a connection through our friend Neil. And so she took us around, We had, and she asked us what we wanted to do. And, and one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to go see the tigers, <laughs> So you could go to Tiger Kingdom and um, be in the presence of a big tiger, a medium size, a medium tiger, and a baby tiger. So you could actually go into the cages and uh, touch them and connect with them. And wow. I really wanted to do that because the tiger is my um, is my Chinese. Uh, symbol so i really 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 wanted to see the tigers and they are just beautiful wonderful creatures and i really I'm sure it was just a wonder it was a wonderful experience i really wanted to connect with the tigers and so i did my i did my touristy things you know so you know after after shang mai we went up to pai and pai was a different place as well because that was more in the mountains and again we had Neil's friend Kiki she had a resort there where we stayed with so all of our experiences like we had connections where they could show us around the people who were actually there and you know it was much more grounded and much more of a different experience than being with a tour company um, because you could have your own time alone and just kind of just relax a bit and I think that's one of the things that I was able to do there is not be so controlling um, of the situation and that's what my friend Ray said when we arrived in Bangkok and because we had never traveled before but like together but he said He's like, you're different than I thought you would be and I laughed and I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, I said, well, you're more relaxed. <laughs> and I said, well, ah. on vacation, you know, like, I guess some people, some people when they would go to a foreign country, like, you want to, you might be so wrapped up in, in yeah. things. But that maybe you you're not as relaxed at home, too, 
Is is that what Ray was was seeing? Well, I think because with work, when I'm at home, I think we're just more caught up in getting things done than taking time and being relaxed. Because I think when we're here, I think, or when we're back home, or you feel that you need to accomplish so much, and you can't really stop until you accomplish it. Mm-hmm. So a vacation pretty much forces you to do that because you can't control very much when you're away. But I really did want to relax and enjoy the experience. I, I didn't want to. You went into it with the, in the right frame of mind to do that. I think so. Yeah. Um, the other thing, you know, I'm hearing that, that there was some pretty extreme differences between Bangkok and the and the provinces and you know and each place that that you saw is that accurate yes yes we wanted to so the places that we managed to go to was Bangkok the Kalasine province Chiang Mai Pai and then after Pai, we flew all the way south to the beaches because I told Ray, I need to go to see these beautiful Thailand beaches, you know, with the white sand. And and it did not disappoint. Like, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Um, we went to Raleigh, and um, we were there for four days. So each different part of the trip... Um, had its own characteristic, and it did take, you know, probably a day to readjust and to insert yourself into, like, you know, to change from one place to the next because um, because they had such different characteristics and you wanted to be present and you wanted to be aware. And right. um, after after traveling to those places and being in Raleigh for four days, the beach, we went back to Bangkok um, before we flew home. And we were in Bangkok for three or four days. And okay. so, so it was interesting to to realize the difference of how I was at the beginning of the trip when I was in Bangkok to after traveling the country and coming back to Bangkok and I was a completely different person like because I was much more I just felt more experienced and more grounded and more comfortable and more worldly almost (laughs) because you know when I first landed in Bangkok I it was so different and exotic and you're just taking in all these things. But when I came back after traveling the country and seeing all the different places and the experiences and learning to be present and, um, yeah, I, I felt, I felt different. It was, I'm glad that we, we did the tour that way because it's nice to see how you've changed when you return to a place. Right. That's very interesting. Um, so what 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 were the key learning things from your your trip, Heather? Well, I would honestly say like some of them were very personal, um, and and they would be the fact that it was really nice to travel with someone that I was comfortable with and I felt safe with, but 
and the fact that I could be my own person and not be worried about the other person. Um, I've traveled with people where sometimes you're concerned about how the other person's feeling or what they're doing or, you know, are you hungry and is this okay if we do this? Is this, you know, and you're concerned about the other person's feelings almost too much. You know, you're right. worrying about the other person too much and not thinking about yourself. And that's why I really value my friendship with Ray is because I I just, I could be my own person, be comfortable, and I knew that I wasn't going to be judged or being, uh, you know, it was okay. Like I, And so I could step away from, I could have my own time and my own space my own time to to think and reflect on where we were and not worry about whether or not he's going to be mm-hmm. okay with it you know cuz he had his own his own things to do so that was a really big step for me so coming back here you know I'm learning to be being myself more often and not being worried about what people think about about that right and um and also what I learned was that I really do believe that there in Thailand, people work hard, but I really didn't feel that people were stressed about it um, mm-hmm. or attached to to getting things. I found that, like, yes, we all value money and we all work hard to live and to to feed ourselves and have a roof over our our heads um but i just didn't feel that people were as stressed about it as we are here um to get those things and uh i found that people work hard there and uh and but they're just not as stressed. Um, you know what I noticed in Bangkok was because I've been to New York many times, and my aunt actually pointed this out because she had been to Bangkok um, to visit her daughter Emma, and she we were conversing while I was there through the, through the web, and she said that she noticed that in Bangkok, with all even though there's so much traffic, there's no honking of car mm. horns. Like there's no road rage. And you go to New York and you go to Manhattan and there is constant noise like people honking on their horn and people impatient and that sort of thing. But it was really quite interesting that um interesting. Yeah. I just found that interesting. And um so what are the key things about what I coming back from Thailand? I'm I do believe that I let things go um, there. I learned to be a little bit more relaxed and not being attached to uh, so many things that make us stressed um, and being more present in the moment. And I really, really do want to go back. Um, I miss Thailand. I It's a beautiful, beautiful country. And there's so much more to see and mm-hmm. you know i know people have said to me well there's so many other places to see in the world you know why would you go back and my answer is that well because i just feel that 
I would have I would I'm a different person going back and so then I would have a different experience and right. I see see more and I'm more grounded after being there. So when you're more grounded you are more you're more open. You're not worried so much. So then you can have a different more experiences. So um so yeah, even even the the no road rage um in the traffic. I that would be in contrast to most cities of the world. <laughs> you know, yeah. like um and you know, most cities that um, you know, everybody's in a hurry and you know, somebody's in their way and you know, and that's um that's kind of the way we feel even if we're not people who use our horns, right? Right. Um yeah, and I wonder if the the work, um, you know, here we so feel that our work defines us, and I wonder if, yeah. if the attitude is, you know, work is just their way of life. It's just, you know, what what they do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a different a different uh, a different approach, right? Yes, and also I noticed. Um, because it is very very hot there and so <clears throat> when uh when when we were in Calicine because that's I think that's where I learned the most because it was definitely the the way of life like we were in a way of life there we weren't in a touristy place um so you could observe more and what I noticed is because it's very hot it's like people would work during the day and maybe take a break during the the afternoon because it was like we weren't even there when it was the hottest but it was 35 degrees humidity and um, mm. like all the time except when it rained occasionally but um but people would come out at night and they would exercise and oh, exercise wow. out, outside and you know what they had these parks um i also i noticed it was clean i i I thought it was relatively clean in Thailand, and um, I think that they have a law where you can't litter in certain areas. So even the the Sky Train in Bangkok, um, which is similar to what's well, the Sky Train, it's not the subway because the subway is underground. Sky Train is above ground. It's so clean; people aren't allowed to bring food onto the train. So as opposed to the subways in, in Manhattan and New York, like where it's so much more litter. and But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so they have these beautiful parks and um, they have exercise equipment outside. And cool. um, I guess it's sim- like I haven't been to California or Venice Beach, but I I think I've seen pictures where there's exercise equipment. I've heard of that. I've heard of that in this yeah. part of the world, actually. So maybe it's it's coming here. Um, I've heard. Well, of you parts. know what? It's just it's lovely because you can just like who is it's lovely to exercise outside in the park and it's free, and yeah. uh, rather than being inside in a gym and uh-huh. so many people were doing it. Like people, there was so many. There was actually aerobics like live aerobics outside with music and people doing exercise aerobics and people running and yeah it was just the way of life it just seems just so much more again just the part of life is there yeah yeah you work rather, and rather you're than healthy and you eat and yeah, yeah. 
sounds like things are not quite as compartmentalized <laughs> as we right. um, as as we uh, experience here. Uh, we've just got time for a final thought, um, Heather. What would you like to? What uh, thought would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, my final thought is that I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed going to Thailand, and I. It's a beautiful country, and it's a wonderful experience for your listeners uh, to to venture to if if they're so inclined uh, because it has so much to offer and I think that if you're open to it it would be it would be a life changing experience. So you I recommend think- Thailand on the bucket list? Yes, but you know what? It's not for everyone. That's the thing. Everyone has different like I personally am not fond of camping, you know, in in a so I mean Depends what people want or what what people are looking for. So, um, but it's I I would put Thailand on the bucket list. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being with us today, Heather. Uh, very interesting to chat with you today. Thank you so much, Lynn, for having me. I appreciate sharing my my thoughts and and my my experiences in Thailand. Yeah, very interesting. I think uh, I think uh, people will enjoy listening to you as well. So thanks so much. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, remember, you can send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T. I'm here to help. Uh, let's book time to chat and get you on uh, the path to achieving your goals and dreams. So that's Lynn at stepright.ca, L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. I'd love to hear what you think of the show um, and your suggestions uh, for people who might have a message to share with us uh, on the program as well. Um, Oh, and just if people want to go to my website, if people are curious, um, it's Heather Koshis dot com k o c s i s wonderful <laughs> so check that out wonderful uh things to look at there uh thank you for choosing to listen to step right with lynn lynn wedham will return next wednesday at 9 a.m eastern time 8 a.m central 7 a.m mountain and 6 a.m pacific on a to zen.fm We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.